Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode features Montana-based wildlife artist, James Corwin. If you've ever thought to yourself, it might be kind of cool to own a gallery one day, just maybe, (laughs) then James is your guy to follow. Not only does he own a gallery and sell $20,000 originals, yeah, $20,000 for one original painting, which he's worth it. His paintings are amazingly realistic. He's also located in one of the most beautiful wilderness locations in the United States. Hamilton, Montana, nestled next to the mountains, James sells his wildlife art through his gallery as well as being represented by 30 other galleries nationwide. He'll give you some tips on how to go about getting your art into a gallery that fits your style along with telling his story and how he got to where he is today and all the little gems in between. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with James Corwin. Hello, everybody. Today, we are here with James Corwin, and I'm so excited to get to talk to you about all the things, uh, your prints, the galleries, your fine art, wildlife paintings. There's so much to get to, but can you give us a little bit of a background, a little bit about who you are? Sure. I um, am a wildlife painter. I primarily paint animals, though I try not to limit myself to that but I used to paint landscapes and found that I could paint wildlife a bit better. <laughs> so my medium's oil painting, and I have a gallery of my own, but I'm also represented in about 30 galleries around the country and have been painting full-time since 2014. Wow. <laughs> okay. So you started off your career doing wildlife paintings and landscape. Have you always done this or did you come into it? Yeah. So I didn't really know I could do art until uh, my senior year of high school. Everybody thinks or asks if I've been drawing since I was a kid, but it wasn't until my junior year of high school that I took an art class and did some drawing and then started painting my senior year and really enjoyed it. I thought I was terrible (laughs) at the art back then, but I got an art scholarship, which I guess to keep the scholarship, I had to study art in college. So I had originally applied to music schools, thinking that's what I was, I was going to do something with music. And so that summer I had to quickly find a school that had an art program and and switch. (laughs) It's been a journey ever since. So those four years in college, I just started drawing and painting a lot and started selling. And so when I graduated, I just went into it full time because I had been able to build the business and sales to support that while I was in school. That's awesome. When did you start your gallery? I guess I just, I didn't realize you had your own gallery. Yeah, that came about just in the last couple of years. I had been working out of my home and it's like, I just sold my house, but it was like a four bedroom house. And I had taken over three of the bedrooms plus the garage for studio space. Cause I also had two employees. And so they were like coming to the house at like 8am every day. And, and so I was like, I really need to get like a professional space. So instead of getting a 
just a studio space, why not have a studio space with retail space? That makes sense to me. So I kind of had this on my mind for a number of years before I found the building that I wanted to buy. And it was on Main Street downtown in Hamilton, Montana, where I live. And it was a former salon. And so the building came on the market, bought it, uh, renovated it. And now we're in our second year. Wow. And I also work there too. (laughs) Okay. So you summarized that really quickly, but I can only imagine all of the work that goes into renovating and all the whole thing. Did you have to do a lot of work to it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It looks completely different inside. They had to build walls and redo basically floor to ceiling, make it a new space. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's come together. It looks beautiful. Before that, I tried opening a gallery about an hour from where I live. And right as we were opening, COVID happened. So we had to shut down and it, it just like was hard to try and get it to open and keep it open. And then at one point, a vehicle had driven into the side of the building and took out the tree in the entire front of the gallery wall. But fortunately, it had like this foyer where it had like two entries. So it only took out the foyer and didn't like affect the art. But I took that as my sign that this isn't the space I'm supposed to be in. And I was renting that space. So I just left. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Everything's just such a journey to get to where you are. I'm sure a lot of lessons learned. So I was really interested to talk to you because I do murals and I teach murals and I've always just been very interested in the gallery approach. I've never really done it. My town is very relatively small and not a ton of people go in and buy art around here, but I was thinking, what if I went the canvas route? Cause I'm about to have a baby. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing murals versus, you know, being in my studio and having, you know, the baby in the little play place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, it, you know, how like artists, we always are like, hey, maybe this route sounds good. Maybe I should try that. And so I'm curious of how you, I guess the process of how you would get into those galleries. Mm-hmm. Like, do they approach you? Do you approach them? Is there a pitch involved? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting now because I'm coming at it from this perspective of being a gallery owner mm-hmm. too. So my thoughts on how to approach galleries have changed a bit after owning one myself. I think it's kind of a conundrum in a way. It's like a chicken and an egg kind of thing. What comes first? Because to get in the gallery, you need obviously great work and sales to support that and like proof of sales. But with that, it's also hard to get proof of sales without being in the gallery right? So you need the gallery to get the sales, but to get into the gallery, you need the sales. I have found that the best way to get in galleries is to have them approach you. And that can be done in a number of ways, but building a relationship with a gallery first, just so that they become aware of your art and aware of who you are, is just a great way to get under their radar Galleries, they're watching artists. They're seeing like what artists are doing and new up and coming artists. And so if you're already starting to make a presence in your area, chances are the galleries are already aware of you. 
or even galleries in other states. It's just great to just kind of feed your work under their eyes a little bit. Because what I found is when somebody just walks into a gallery and drops off their portfolio or sends an email, it's very rare that it's art that I'm looking for in my gallery or art that really interests me. And even as a gallery owner, I dislike just people walking in to ask what it takes to be in the gallery. (laughs) So I know that most other, from what I've talked to, other gallery owners are kind of in the same boat because they're they're doing work, they're on business that day. And so they don't always necessarily have the time to look at your work and provide critique and comment. So it's not too often that you can just walk in the gallery and be like, hey, here's my work. Would you be interested in taking me most of the time? You might get a no. Doesn't mean they don't like your art. It's just that's not always the best approach. But emailing, saying, hey, this is the kind of work I'm doing. I just reaching out just to just establish a relationship and share and not try and push yourself to ask for representation right away. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think because galleries are most often going to reach out to artists that they think that they can sell well in their gallery. So they're going to seek out the artists themselves and reach out to them. So to answer your question, though, like, you know, how do I get into a gallery like right away? I think your best bet is just to start sharing your work with as many galleries that you think you'd fit in well with so that they begin to see you and they continue to see your work and see what you're doing so that when they're ready, they will reach out. And then as far as proof of sales, I think, and I can go more into this, but I think the most important thing an artist can do is be their own marketer, be their own sales agent. If you can learn how to sell your work first, then it just makes it easier for anyone else to sell your work because it's super important that you know how to sell your work first. And not rely on a gallery to sell your work. Okay, so you mean like your presentation or what what do you mean by sell your work? I I mean, I guess like so putting it on social media and getting sales that way or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to be omnipresent. You got to get your art on, get it on Amazon, get it on Etsy, get it on Facebook, get it on Pinterest, get it on all the sites and put buy now buttons and have great checkout system on your website. Because when I started, I didn't get into galleries until later in my career. I was able to build my business and sales through all my own effort because I wanted to be responsible for my sales and not have to rely on a gallery to determine my success, so to speak, like financially. So I studied a lot of business and marketing and read a lot of books and took that challenge upon myself and it's really paid off. And then it wasn't until years later that galleries started to reach out and want my work because I had already built a good base of sales and started producing good work. 
I gotcha. And I was going on your website before this and just to be like, okay, put myself in the position of a customer. See, I want to buy a James Corwin print. And so I was going on your stuff and I was just going through the print process and you have a very clean presentation and a very clear communication and everything. And I think that is a huge part of, you know, getting sales and making it as easy as possible. But I noticed because I'm really curious about what other people do of this, what sizes that they offer, how Mm -hmm. they offer it. And you offer framing as Mm -hmm. well. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think offering different sizes on prints and well, it's just great to begin with because people like choices, but I also, obviously I could custom print any size in between, but I try to pick like a small, medium, large, so people are overwhelmed by too many choices. But I often get emails for a size that isn't listed, and I can do that. The print companies that I use also, there's a couple companies I use that have framing as an option when I'm building the print. So they build the frame with the print and then ship it right to the customer. What company do you use? Because I am currently searching for a print-on-demand company. Yeah, for sure. So I think the best quality of prints that I've found, and the price reflects that, is Canvas G Clay Printing out of North Carolina. And then the other one I use for smaller prints that is great quality and more affordable is uh, CG Pro Prints out of Colorado. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go check those out and they they'll ship it to your customer. Yes. Yeah. Which is, is great. So I just put in the order and then I never touch it. It gets shipped right to customer and my numbering, because I do limited edition prints is I painted them all at one point and then adapted the numbering digitally. So it just gets printed on digitally now. Okay. Perfect. I used to have them all come through me and I'd hand sign them and stuff, but that's just, that's just crazy. It is crazy. It is. Because I recently, like, uh, that's really taken me away from even promoting prints at all. Because I just, Mm -hmm. I I get them printed locally and the guy is amazing. And he's just, and then I have to go get them and ship them and then things get lost in shipping. So they're they though your companies ship them to the customer say Mm -hmm. something gets lost like say you're shipping to germany or something something gets lost because international shipping does that (laughs) what happens the cg pro prints customer service is amazing that's why i like using them so like if something like a print is miscolored or scratched or is lost in shipping i just tell them and they print a new one maybe it's because i i spend so much money and print so much with them that maybe I'm like a different status in their system. I have no idea, but I just tell them and they're like, oh, okay, no problem. We'll print out a new one free of charge. So I find that's really nice. (laughs) I don't know if it's like that for everyone. That's what I mean. I don't know if like, they're like, oh, it's James Corwin. Just do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there is something to be said about high quality and volume and, and all of that. Right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I, yeah, I guess just staying on the subject of prints and whatnot, do you get most of your sales through Instagram or? No. So I'm, I'm just starting 
the Instagram game and figuring that out. And But most of prints, it changes every year. Right now, it's through my website and Etsy. Oh, Amazon used to be great, but it's just, and, and Facebook, Facebook used to be amazing, but now they're like, they're like dead. It's so weird. It's just how it changes. I got my start selling the prints through Facebook, through the advertising and I'd run an ad. And I just think at the time there was maybe no, or just very little competition. And so the ROI on marketing prints was amazing but not anymore dang it we've missed the boat <laughs> i know it it's yeah it's weird it's like it's still there like i'm still doing it but not near the volume of what it used to be i just think most people are still on facebook should say are better at just ignoring the ads that come through at least they're so desensitized to it now yeah, yeah. And they've changed like the algorithm with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All keeping up with all that stuff was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's changing. And same thing with Amazon. Okay. So through so you're you're represented in 30 galleries. Are any of those online galleries? No, they all have a physical shop. Where are they all located? Are they mostly in Montana or? There's a couple. They're, they're all over. Like I'm on the East Coast too with Florida and South Carolina, Pennsylvania, over to the Great Lakes area and then the desert, Southwest area, and then up into the Northwest. Anywhere that's a good fit for your, for your subjects. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's- that was. Exactly. Like I just finished a painting of flamingos and so I'm sending that to Florida. So it's nice to be able to have different galleries in different areas that accept different works. So like I have one idea, again, flamingos, a really big painting and I want to do it on rose gold, like as a background and paint flamingos. And so like, obviously I'm going to send that to the my gallery in Las Vegas because I think that's probably the best place for it to sell (laughs) rather than Montana. (laughs) (laughs) My gallery in Las Vegas, no big deal. (laughs) So you you sell originals through the, through the galleries as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. What kind Um, of a cut do the galleries take? Is it like 40% mm -hmm. or? So typically nowadays you'll find it's 50, 50. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I always wanted 60, 40. So that's what I offer my artists and my gallery, they get 60%. But yeah, standard seems to be 50-50. That's pretty much like all my galleries that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have any, I guess, any tips? Yeah, it's interesting how every year is different, especially with before the pandemic, during and now after. Before, original sales were really great in galleries. And then, of course, when COVID happened, the galleries all closed and it was then online sales and people buying prints like and originals online like I've never seen before, obviously, because they're home and they're like wanting to redecorate and or something like that. And then now we're in this year. Well, I mean, uh, that was kind of how over the whole course of the two years, but now we're into this year and online print sales are very low 
But right now I, I have very few originals in galleries because it's all commissions, which is weird. So I have nine commissions right now that are taking me into next year, but more keep coming in. And obviously like I'm going to take them, um, accept them and just tell them like, here's kind of the timeline we're looking at, but I can't get any work done for the galleries. And so here we are in summer, which is a, a great time of year. And almost all my galleries are empty of my art. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird how, how each different, like I can't really predict, you know, what the year's going to bring in terms of how things are sold, I guess. Yeah. How long does it take you to complete one of your paintings? They're so realistic. Yeah, thank you. It varies, obviously, depending on size and complexity. So a 36 by 48 of something more simple could only take me like three or four days, or it could take me up to two weeks or more if it's complex. I try not to spend more than two weeks on a painting. I work on one painting at a time. So all my focus and time just goes into that one piece. I've never really been able to have multiple going on at once. I'm just start it, work through and finish it, and then move on to the next one. But lately, there's been some that are just like taking way too much time and it just backs me up. Yeah. What does a day in your life look like? I'm always interested in how many hours you spend painting. Very sure. Yeah. Obviously, like usually get up. I like to get up early and I typically just think (laughs) when I have my coffee, I just like to sit and think about like business and stuff and, and work and then go to gym, come back and then go to my studio at the gallery. I have a couple employees, so they run the gallery part and business stuff so I can paint. But typically I'm there from like nine till around six or 7 p.m. Oh, wow. And yeah, so they're long days and oftentimes it's seven days a week. I try to give myself weekends more, especially in the summer because Montana's amazing. But in the winter, I'm like, I'm not much like of a winter person. So I'm like, why would I just like sit and watch like movies or be in my place when I could just be getting work done? Yeah. I see the reflection of something amazing behind you. Can I see that? You're in this. Oh, wow. Yeah. How beautiful. So for, for, for podcast listeners, he's showing me, he has this just place that backs up to, is that a lake? Yeah, so it's Flathead Lake, Montana. With mountains all around it and greenery. Yeah. And it's really cloudy today, so it, it looks really cool and dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> it's you you paint where you live. <laughs> I yes, yeah. I love yeah, that. Love it. I'm hoping my plan is to, uh, since again, I'm not a winter person, is to uh, open my studio in LA for the winters. Yeah, <laughs> or Florida, yeah. or yeah, I'm or, also or Florida. Yeah, yeah. I'm I also will. not a winter person, like nope. at all. <laughs> so, no. I get really lazy and a little sad in the winter, and then in the summer, it's like, let's go do stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need green and sunshine. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's about all I had for today, actually. But the really, so a lot of listeners who are going to tune into this are, they're 
artists who are just at the very beginning or maybe the middle of their career and they're really just looking for some inspiration and tips to get things started. What has been some of the best advice that you've gotten or that you could give to artists who are wanting to make a career out of this? Absolutely. I think there's a couple of things. Being a starving artist and or struggling to sell your art, it doesn't need to be a reality. You know, you can be incredibly successful as an artist. It really comes down to, honestly, marketing and how well you can get your art out there. Your art needs to be seen and it takes work every single day. And it can be extremely discouraging, obviously, if you're not seeing success right away. But it's a flywheel and it builds upon itself. So while you're creating every day, your paintings are or your art, whatever form it is, is going to get better and better than the piece before it. And then your job is to get that seen by as many people as you can. Because it really, I have found that marketing and art, you can be the best artist and incredibly talented, but if nobody sees your work, it doesn't matter. But you can also be like a really bad artist that like slaps like dirt on a canvas but if you like come up with an incredible story and a lot of people see it people buy into it and they'll spend so much money on that and so it's really about creating your story and sharing that and getting your work out there and for people that are just starting I think the most important thing is to create obviously but within your hours every day get it out onto all the different websites where you can sell it and it can be seen because like I said, you got to be omnipresent, run ads, learn how to do it. So you're not just throwing money away, but ads are a great way to. Even still now. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Really? Okay. On Facebook or on Instagram? Yeah, Both Etsy. I run ads there. Like, Yeah, because again, you just get swallowed up by the listings (laughs) and it's it's hard to rise to the top. But marketing, it takes time and money, but it does pay off. Yes. Invest in yourself and invest in the business because if you really want to make it a successful full-time career, it's like any other business. It's going to take focus. It's going to take money, investing in yourself. And it's going to take, you know, a lot of time, like seven days a week, 12 hour days. But I think anyone can do it. This is what you put in is what you get out. So, you know, it's all up to you and, and your success really depends on you. Sure. You can, you know, get into galleries and, and let them determine that for you, or you can take control. Yeah. Do you find it easier now that you've really, Oh, I guess, I mean, I, I assume that you've gotten better at painting throughout okay. your time. Do you find it easier now that you've really got that? You've really honed in your skill to sell better? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've read a, a, quite a few books on, on how to sell because that's super important. Obviously, it's not for everyone and it can be challenging for artists to put themselves out there and to to talk about and sell their work like you know, you can hire somebody to do that for you, but, or you can learn to do it yourself. But I think the thrill of selling something is a huge motivator for me. 
So while it was scary at first, it's like, how bad do I want to sell this painting? Bad enough that I'm going to get out of my chair and try it, you know, rather than sit and be shy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is the route that I would like to take as well. I know. (laughs) And you're you're, you're selling for... Of several thousands of dollars, your your originals. What's the highest priced painting original you've sold? Yeah, most of now it's like the average. It's weird. It's like in two parts. I'm selling a lot around the eight thousand range, and then a lot around the like twenty thousand range. So like most of my commissions are like around the twenty thousand, but then I'm really only painting for like galleries around the eight thousand range. Good to know. Okay. Where are your, these people that are paying $20,000 for a commission, where are they coming from? (laughs) How are they finding you and who are they? Do they, do they fit a specific mold? Do they, are are they locals? Yeah. Some of them for sure. They find me through online searching. I know a few, like the CEO of Under Armour has a few of my pieces and that's how he found me. Then I'm doing a commission for an executive with Conoco Phillips currently. And I think he said he found me through Instagram. So yeah, so a lot of executives, people with multiple homes <laughs> <laughs> who want a piece of Montana or some sort of wildlife or in, in there. Online searches. Yeah, yeah, right. And then obviously people who come into the galleries and stuff too. Yeah, well, you're you're doing amazing, and it's something to look up to. So I'm so glad that you shared your journey with us today and the tips. And yeah, I, I encourage um, anyone to you know reach out to me on Instagram or wherever if they have questions. I'm I'm happy to help. Yeah, yeah. And one last shout out. Thanks to Austin Fabinski for connecting oh, us. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. he's great. I know, I know. It's been really wonderful getting to know him. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will keep in touch. Thank you so much. I'd love to. Thank you. It's been wonderful. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. If you've liked this episode and you've liked the tips and inspiration that you've gotten from it, then I want to encourage you to join our Artist Academy Advanced Membership. We are currently going through the yearly fourth quarter success plan designed to help you, the artist in need of a little marketing direction, make money with your art during the most profitable time of year. If there's ever a time to double down on your art business efforts with promoting and pitching and sending out the emails that you know you need to send out (laughs) and creating holiday window art and getting clear on what you're offering this holiday season and communicating that effectively with your audience, now is that time. Every year I double down on my efforts to sell during the fourth quarter and every year I get better and better at it and make even more money than any year prior. For example, like my yearly sale where I started off making $1,000 in one day the first year I tried this. Then the next year got even better, tweaked my messaging a little bit and made $3,000 in one day. 
and then the following year made $5,000 in one day selling the art that was just sitting on my website that nobody had yet purchased just by enhancing my marketing and promotion efforts with this fourth quarter success plan. Every year I give you the exact game plan that I'm using refined by years past in the form of step-by-step videos and templates for you to use to sell your unique art. Whether it be originals, prints, or my favorite, murals. I make it really easy for you (laughs) to get some help with your art business plan during this very timely part of the year. Go to artistacademy.co, that's artistacademy.co, or click the link below in the notes to apply and join our group of highly encouraging artists from all over the world. Again, it's artistacademy.co, and I'll see you inside the membership for our fourth quarter success plan.